Live from Smitty1.com Studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. And uh, we got some some background music there. Sorry about that. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. And we're going to be breaking down a bunch of the news walking into this Tuesday. The Tuesday News Show. The Monday Morning Quarterback Show. I've got you covered Monday through Friday. If you're new to the, the channel, you don't realize we go live Monday through Friday. You realize we go live in the morning when guys like Tom Brady dropped the retirement news. Yes, we've already been live today. And if you want an extensive breakdown on this Tom Brady retirement and what I truly think, you can rewatch that show for a bunch more information on that. But of course, we're going to tackle it right here as well on the Tuesday news show. Tom Brady retire retires. Like official official. Like Facebook official. Like this is Facebook official. He's doing it. Um, the question is, what will it stick? I mean... Here's here's my initial thinking on it. And Kenny, first in the building. Appreciate you, Kenny. Uh, Sanu, thank you for being second in the building. RGB, uh, James is, you know, the, the whole the whole crew's here. Saclan, um, I think, was in here too. Tariq's in here. Blackbeard, Terry Roberts, Zapeta. Um, game, game bros, I, I appreciate everybody being here. Tom Brady didn't want to retire it seemed like maybe there maybe he he didn't want to say it and he, he wasn't totally you know honest about it or something I'm not sure but but Tom Brady basically basically said I don't I can't imagine retiring at the performance level that I'm playing at not not word for word but somewhere around those those words I can't imagine and this was like right before you know either the playoffs or right before that 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 uh, divisional game against the Rams, but he said it. He was. They played the interview, I believe, during the game or, or at halftime, and so it, it it felt like no matter how this game plays out against the Rams, which they lost, which Tom Brady almost marched this team back to win without Godwin, without AB uh, injured and, and hampered. Tom Brady almost single-handedly marches this team back like he does so well, like he does, like the goat knows how. This man is a goat. Okay, he deserves nothing but respect. No Tom Brady slander in the comments. Okay, no Tom Brady slander in the comments. Tom Brady is a goat. And it didn't sound like this man was retirement retiring. So retirement gate potentially on the table. And, and that's what I'm, I'm tagging here. I'm hashtagging retirement gate everywhere because we, we don't really know. We don't really know. He says he's stepping away. I believe he's probably very serious. You know, I believe his intentions are fully to step away. But I, I don't know. I don't know that I think it's going to like hold. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like, I'm not saying I'm even 50-50 on it. But I mean, this man did not want to retire weeks. Like it, it's kind of like hard to accept that one single game pushed him over the edge. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But for right now, he's gone. Uh, would I drop him in, in Dynasty Leagues or Superflex Dynasty Leagues? Probably not yet. <laughs> probably not yet. I'm just saying I probably wouldn't. Um, I don't know how long I'd hold out. I don't know how long I'd hold on. I don't know if you can put him on IR <laughs> in a retirement spot, in a pending retirement spot. I don't know. And it depends on your, your league size. But I'm getting a lot of should I drop Tom Brady. And the honest truth is, look, you can drop him. I mean, he's pretty much, uh, pretty much considered to be gone by the majority of everybody. But these things have a funny way of, of creeping back into the news and Tom Brady's getting urged to go here or go there. His his childhood dream is to play for the San Francisco 49ers. Can you imagine if he got a phone call from Shanahan and Shanahan said, "Hey Tom, um, what if we orchestrate, you know, a move to get you over here?" And Tom says, "I wanted to come last year, and you said that I was only marginally better than Jimmy G, bro." And then Shanahan says, "Yeah, sorry about that." Um, we were wrong. <laughs> we want you here. And uh, we'd like to win a championship with you. Tom may say, hold on. Let me think about that for a couple days. And then we have this drama unfold. Like, that could happen. I'm not saying it's gonna. I'm not saying, hey, I'm predicting Tom Brady to come back. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Tom Brady is, it, like, 
this has happened before. Let's not act like we can close the book. Like some people are saying, can we forego the five-year wait for the Hall of Fame induction? Like, no, you can't because this guy could be back in August. You don't know. Jordan came back. Lots of goats didn't want to step away. Okay? Um, people want to retire all the time. Wouldn't be surprised if LeBron and Brady both tried to retire then didn't. And yes, maybe they come back and they aren't the same and then they leave, you know, kind of like... Uh, you know, some quarterbacks have, um, Brett Favre was always wanting to retire and, and, you know, it, it's, it's tough, especially for somebody that's the face of the franchise. You know, you're talking about, you're talking about Michael Jordan. You're talking about Tom Brady. You're talking about these guys that are the face of the franchise. It's all they know. It's all they've done. Tom Brady's done nothing for, but tw for 22 years, but to play this role in his life and he's going to go back and just, you know, I know he's got businesses. He's a very smart guy. I think I think the way Tom Brady stays away and keeps his word to himself is if he can stay busy with his businesses and and, and really generate like a whole nother uh, Tom Brady, you know, like the Brady brand and all the things he's got going on. Like if he can if he can start generating some big money and, and making a second, you know, like a second like a life for himself in the business world that's beyond what we see right now. Like right now is good. He's got brands, he's, you know, those are like investment type situations where he could do well with them, but if this man can become a marketing and branding and innovative machine in the space, then, then I think he can stay away and go, I love this, I'm staying busy, I can, I can take days off for, if I wanted and have somebody else run this and do, like, that's, that's, that could be his key to staying away, but if he goes home and he's got to take the trash out, he goes home and he's got to do the dishes, he goes home and he's got to do these these mundane things that this man is not born to do. These hands are not made to do dishes, Giselle. I'm not taking the trash out, Giselle. What if the can comes down and, hit and hurts one of my fingers, Giselle? If he's forced to do mundane, everyday things that normal human beings do, he's going to get tired real quick because this man's only known one thing for 22 years. Anybody that's a, a traveling, has traveling a part of their life and they think, oh, I don't want to do that or or I don't want to, um, and, and I'm not comparing players to, to military. I, I don't want people to be like, Smitty, compare it. And I'm not, but like when you're, when you're in a mindset of like deployment and you go out and you come back, it's like the world's not the same and you can't, you can't live in the world you haven't been in for, for so long. So that's why a lot of people that do go overseas in those situations come back and they, they, they got to get back to what they're used to. And it, it, it's oftentimes what happens. And, and it's very similar for somebody, I think, that's been doing something like this for 22 years. So I'm just saying, let's pump the brakes on closing and locking and tying the book up and putting it on the shelf. He's retired. He's retired. He's retired. But who knows what can happen in, in June? You know, who, let's wait for the NFL draft to kick off. Let's wait for a lot of things to happen. And and maybe doors get closed for him, and he he's tempted to to come back, and he doesn't. I don't know, but that's Tom Brady. Um, what does that do to the the Bucks? Completely fall off the face of the earth. I don't even know if they've got the the money to really fix this problem anytime soon. And you're looking at like a total rebuild and cleaning house, and you're looking at a, a Bucks team that's not relevant. You're talking about the NFC just getting a whole lot lighter, just like that. Just like that, Tom Brady says, I'm leaving. NFC just gets a lot lighter. AFC says, bro, we've got the top four, maybe soon to be the top five quarterbacks in the NFL if Tom, I'm sorry, if Aaron Rodgers is traded to Denver or traded out of the NFC and into the AFC, we might be looking at Mr. Aaron Rodgers joining the foursome that is Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joey Burrow and Justin Higgity Herbert. These are your top four quarterbacks in the NFL right now. The Young Bucks, the future, the future generation that Thomas Brady talks about and says that I'm I'm stepping aside and letting the new generation of quarterback take over. That is Josh Allen. That is Mahomie. That is Joey Burrow. That is Justin Higgity Herbert. And it also includes... Trey Lance. It also includes still hanging on to it, Kyler Murray. Whether you like him or not, whether he failed you or not, he still is a baller. He wishes he was a little bit taller, 
but he's still going to bring a lot of heat in this NFC West because the dude is going to get Hopkins back. And that was the key to, to, to Kyler's production in 2022. So when people say Kyler's dropped off and they don't, they just blindly say it like they don't know what the cause is. What's the causality of the situation? What is going on with Kyler Murray that's making Kyler Murray drop off? I'm tired of everybody saying that Kyler Murray doesn't have it anymore or Kyler Murray is a big risk. Kyler Murray this, Kyler Murray that. I'm not going near Kyler Murray. That would be crazy to invest in Kyler Murray. He disappointed me. I'm not going near him. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one thing. Kyler Murray is still dangerous every single time he touches the football. He can run for 100 yards and a touchdown. He can run for two scores and 60 yards in a bad in a bad situation in a bad game. He can't run and have that kind of success when you take his best player off the board. When Hopkins is off the board, how do you expect Kyler to do well? When you take Adams off the board, nobody expects the world from Aaron Rodgers. When you take a player like Debo off the board, people will expect the Niners to crumble because he's the heart and soul of the team. And that's not a knock against the 49ers. It's just plain facts about this situation. So I, I want to hear... I want to hear a lot less chatter about, I mean, you could do what you want. You can say what you want, obviously, but my, my, my hope is that I can, I can, I can change some, some minds in 2022 when people start avoiding this man named Kyler Murray and, and start thinking about the causality of the situation and what's really been going on and why he tanked, why the Cardinals fell apart, why Kyler Murray's been dismantled, essentially been dismantled because the dude doesn't have the his main weapon that makes him dangerous and, and able to throw the football down the field. So that that's kind of my, I don't know, my rant on Kyler Murray. And it's kind of, I think, one thing that I would like to try and help uh, reshape in terms of fantasy football thinking for 2022. This guy shouldn't be drafted at third quarterback value. He should be drafted as like the fifth or sixth or seventh quarterback taken, but because the doubt is so strong with this one, the force is strong in a negative way. You can get him as a steal. And that that's that's my rant on Kyler Murray. Now I suppose I'll rant again. Time for a Smitty rant. And yes, to answer some of the Mike White, I don't know if they're jokes in the chat, because you know how much I like Michael White, this New York Jet gem that's sitting on the bench who didn't get a full shot or opportunity like other quarterbacks that that are new and fresh to their lineup. Mike White, I believe if a team is smart, um, we're not on coaches, we're on Jimmy G. Let me fix that real quick. We are, we are looking at a, a situation where a team would be very, very smart. Very, very smart to go after Mike White. Teams that need a quarterback bad. Um, so be certain to keep tabs on Mr. Mike White. Um, Jimmy G. I had the wrong graphic up. Jimmy G. Where's my trade? Where's where everything's missing? Everything's missing on the on this. Lance, I'm sorry, Lance. Let's talk about Lance and Jimmy G. So, according to this report, Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo said he expects his future with the organization to clear up in the next couple of days. If you watch the the press conference where he said, "Thank you, everybody. We had a great run. I appreciate everybody's support. You know, in so many words, like, see you later." He, he said something like, "Bye." You know, it was like a, a hug. It was a virtual hug. He's gone, okay? It very, very much has sounded like the conversations have been had with him already because he basically said bye. And if you know anything about body language, and your boy Smitty does have a degree in psychology, so I am allowed to dabble in the world of psychology and fantasy football and NFL, and I dabble, let me tell you. I dabble with the best of them when it comes to this stuff. 
and body language. We talk about it all the time on the show. Look at the body language on Mike Evans when he walks away from AB for the last time when they're on the sideline right before AB takes off said shirt, crumbles it up, throws it into the stands. Mike Evans walks up to this man. You can read this body language like, uh, dude, calm down. No, I'm doing whatever I want. Here comes my shirt. Fine, you're, you're, you're done. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. And Evans walks off. Body language. So much can be told by body language and what's been being said, what people can't hide when they're when they're asked questions. And this man basically telegraphed that this is a done deal. That it is Trey Lance season walking into 2022. And that it's going to be time to see the people come out of the woodwork and say, Smitty, you're wrong. Oh my God, you can't rake this guy as a top five to six to seven quarterback in 2022 as a rookie. Are you out of your mind? It's basically like a rookie season, Smitty. He barely played. He's not ready. Smitty, Trey Lance is not ready. He's not ready. I hear that in, in my head echoing all the time. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. One of them. Okay, it's just dumb. It's not the it's not even in the top ten dumbest things. But it's dumb. It's dumb to suggest you know someone's not ready when you haven't even seen them play that much. And when they have played, they've looked really good for a rookie. The things people do and how people evaluate situations like this. Lance is top six, Jimmy bottom six is exactly right, Kenny. I mean, that's, I mean, I might as well just close the show down right now. Cause that's, I mean, that, that tells the story. <sighs> Lance has done a lot with a little Lance is a different quarterback than Jimmy G. I, it's hard. It's frustrating for me to have to explain this to people sometimes, but you're taking a Jimmy G led attack that is very different from the blocking schemes Everything about this offense is different when Jimmy G's in there than when Trey Lance is in there. What people don't understand when they when they casually talk about this situation and casually make fun of Trey Lance and casually call him a human trash can and casually say Trey Lance is going to bust is that he's being forced into a situation that is not fit for him and he's still asked to run the offense. Trey, you can't possibly train and get this team in a position to to move the football down the field and 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 be an offense that Trey Lance is capable of unleashing when he's got little time to prepare and then the, the offense is going to go back to Jimmy G in week 18. So case in point week 17 Trey Lance comes in wins the game against the Houston Texans and don't give me Houston Texans Smitty that's a garbage team. How can you give Lance any credit to the Texans, Smitty? Look, the Texans were knocking people off, and they were actually a pretty tough team to beat, if you remember and recall properly, and you didn't just watch your one game that you're watching all year, your hometown team, and you're skipping even the red zone and watching at least highlights of the Houston Texans team that was pretty dangerous at the end of the year. You send a rookie out when it counts. They need the win when it counts. Trey Lance steps up, delivers. Yeah, may have looked kind of shaky in the first half, but not as bad as people made it out. He comes out in the second half, looks fire, hits Debo on a long touchdown, is able to scramble and extend plays. We call him the extender. Trey Lance's, you want a nickname? What about the extender? That is an amazing nickname. That is a nickname for the ages. I love it. The extender. Put the extender in the game. He'll extend. He'll extend. This man knows how to extend. Hashtag extender. Hashtag free extender. <laughs> Hashtag let the extender extend. I mean, this man is going to drop loads all over the field in 2022, and it begins right away. This isn't an easing him in. Oh, he's got to learn the play. Smitty, he's got to learn the playbook and start reading NFL defenses. So this is going to be a project, Smitty. As if Burrow didn't play less than a half. He played 10... 9-10 games, comes in and does what he does, what? You're going to say that can't happen? Oh, that's Joe Burrow. Where were you when I said that would happen? I said Joe Burrow would happen. And yet people now come to me and say, Smitty, Joe Burrow's different. How dare you? How dare you come to me in my house and say Joe Burrow's different to me? To me? Out of all people, to me? I... How dare you say, and there's no one that I'm yelling at in this chat that's actually saying it, by the way. 
It's people that have said it all day to me or all week in DMs. It's me releasing. This is like my this is like my own personal psychology journal. Screaming at the camera, letting all my emotions out. This is for you, Bob4755 on Instagram and Joey7627, who shares the same name as Joseph Burrow, and yet you ripped on him and now you come to me and you throw Joe Burrow in my face? You throw Joe you can't use Joe Burrow as an example to me to try and tell me Trey Lance is in Joe Burrow. Stop it. If anybody can say Trey Lance could be a Joe Burrow example, it would be the guy that talked about Joe Burrow all for the last freaking two years. Joe Burrow did it. Trey Lance can do it. Trey Lance is walking into a better situation than Joe Burrow has. Are you out of your minds? I like the Bengals, obviously. I said they win the division, obviously. I love Joseph Burrow, my original bracket, even though I've jumped back and forth between that the KC uh, Bill or KC um, Bengals game. Like, not sure who I like in this one. Like, of course, I'm I'm changing my bracket. Uh, my initial bracket had the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Got clowned on. Got clowned on. Got clowned on left and right. Joe Burrow has a lesser situation than Trey Lance overall. This Niner defense is so good. Okay, gets no credit. It would be even better if they weren't on the field as much and you had this offense stretching the field. Debo Samuel, Ayuk will get unlocked under Trey Lance's helm. Unlocked. The running game, six yards per carry. Mitchell, not just because of Trey Lance running the football. That'll up the, the overall team average for sure. By a ton. This guy's going to run for like 40, 50 yards a game and get a potential touchdown every other game minimum. You're talking about a, an 8 to 10 TD rushing quarterback, and he's not a gimmick quarterback. He's not a quarterback that's just going to come in and do Cam Newton type passing and do a whole lot of running. That's not him. He is a designed runner, but just as efficient throwing the football, and everybody that doubts him is going to soon see. Trey Lance has top five quarterback potential as an NFL passer, top five fantasy football quarterback potential as a fantasy football passer, and everybody's going to eat their words that starts clowning on the kid and saying blanketly blind stupid statements like, Trey Lance can't do it, Smitty. He's got to learn the playbook, Smitty. He's got to learn to read defenses, Smitty. He's not ready, Smitty. Blind Blanket statements by casuals that, that don't have the ability to be a little bold ahead of the curve outside the box type thinking. This guy, Trey Lance, will drop fire. It's happening right away. Name one quarterback that has his talent. Even if you say, I don't agree, Smitty, I think he's good, but I don't think he's that great. Name one quarterback that you think is at least good in your context that walks into a situation this amazing. Nobody. And it would have happened in week one on in 2021. And I hate to break it to you, Niner fans, but you were robbed. You were robbed because if this man was prepared, if he was sent, like even from week 17, he wins week 17, you put him in again in week 18, he wins a big game there because he just won a big game in week 17. Walks into the playoffs, you beat the Cowboys who can't contend with this mobile machine right here that knows how to extend plays. Hashtag extender. Hashtag extender. Put it out there. Put it out there. This man would have been prepared. This man would have been ready. This man would have been marching you into the Super Bowl game. Maybe you wouldn't have won it. Maybe not. I don't know the answers to that, but I do know you didn't win with Jimmy G. And we knew that was going to happen. He's a, he had safety nets everywhere. Everywhere. The Packer game. Safety, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Safety net, special teams. Week before, defense. Safety nets everywhere. This guy almost got bailed out by Tart, by Tart who, who dropped that INT. And the game would have been over. And you know what people would have said if Tart would have caught that interception and, and sealed the deal? Smitty, Jimmy's a winner. He just keeps winning, Smitty. Without, blindly, without knowing that Jimmy G was once again carried. He His his deficiencies get masked. You just mask it over and over. And people just keep accepting that Jimmy G knows how to do it. He doesn't. 
He doesn't. This guy's a bottom as, who was it? Kenny said, bottom six quarterback in the NFL no matter where he goes. I'm sorry. He is. He's been held up by this Niner team. Everybody trying to give Jimmy G credit for what Jimmy G's done. It's been the Niners. It's been hand-helding. He's been standing next to seven-foot-tall people, and he looks seven-foot-tall. But it's like at a, at a club, you turn the lights on, bro. Everything looks different. Jimmy G looks different when you turn the night the nightlife club lights on at the club, bro. You know? It's like, whoa! That's what Jimmy G looks like without these seven-foot monster amazing playmakers on the defense, on the offense, running the football. Jimmy G doesn't look the same when the lights are on, okay? And people are going to realize that when he goes to Houston. Let's hope he goes to Houston. The way, the reason I say Houston is because I want him where he can't damage a fantasy football wide receiver. I don't want him going to Washington. And then you have, I, I, I guess it's better than no quarterback right now. But I don't want him going there because I want Wilson to land in Washington. I want Aaron Rodgers to surprise and land in Washington. I want Terry McLaurin to get a top five to six to seven quarterback Top eight quarterback. I mean, maybe Watson clears up a situation and he goes to Washington. I don't know. I don't know. We need we need McLaurin to get a quarterback because McLaurin is a sleeping giant wide receiver that's in the six to ten range for fantasy football, but he can't be utilized. He's not unlocked. He's completely handcuffed. You have Terry McLaurin running down the field with handcuffs, and everybody thinks that those handcuffs are, aren't on. They think Terry McLaurin's not a good wide receiver. They think they think Terry McLaurin's garbage. They think he's a trash can. Because he hasn't done anything with a rotation of quarterbacks that no that no wide receiver at his level is facing constantly, week in and week out. Terry McLaurin needs better. Give Jimmy G to the Texans. Send him somewhere else. I don't I don't want him touching my wide receiver breakout candidates or bounce back candidates. No thank you. No thank you. Yes, we want to see Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh. Who doesn't? Hayes. We want it. We want it now. We want him in Denver so that Javante can go to the moon, who's already on a shuttle headed there, but he'd arrive immediately. His shuttle would take light speed, a light speed track to the moon the moment Aaron Rodgers' news breaks. And you won't touch Javante. We've done mock drafts right now on Javante. Guess where Javante's going? Top of the second round. Middle of the second round. Why? I don't know. Because people don't know what's going on yet. Best ball time. Use that to your advantage in best ball because I promise you the moment a signal caller lands in Denver and Denver and Pittsburgh are the best two job openings in the NFL for a quarterback so they are very likely both of them to fill the need finally. The Broncos finally getting a passer and not doing this makeshift process every single year. Oh, it's maybe it's Locke. It's not Locke. We knew it wasn't Locke. I told you it wasn't Locke. Locke was garbage and everybody thought this was a top 5-10 to 10 quarterback. It's not. Denver's finally going to get a quarterback, and if they do, Javante to the moon. You won't draft him at number 12, 13, 14 in a, in a best ball draft anymore. You won't draft, draft him at 12 or 13 or 14 in an early mock draft or an early dynasty startup. Dynasty, he does go higher. Dynasty leaguers do have the patience to say, I'm drafting him at 8, at 7, at, at 9, because I know that he's eventually going to break out. But he's not going 4, he's not going 3, and that's where he would go if A-Rod lands at Denver... Three or four overall, Javante, lock it in for the rest of the remainder of that, that offseason from that point on because that's where the dude's going to be. Trey Lance season begins now. Jimmy G, gone. Trey Lance begins now. Trey Lance dropping top five to ten quarterback numbers. We'll call it top five to seven. Let's just lock it in. Five to seven fantasy football quarterback numbers. This dude is going to take over. And guess what? With Brady out, NFC lightweight. Aaron Rodgers retiring, in my view, or gone to the AFC. He's going either to Pittsburgh or to Denver or to a, probably an AFC team because that is what that is what the Packers will want. The Packers don't want to face a guy that they're trading away that's going to own them and make them look like fools. He's going to be traded probably into the AFC. You take Brady out. You take Aaron Rodgers out. You maybe even take uh, Russell Wilson out of the NFC. And what are you left with? Dak Stafford, who's a good quarterback. Let's not call Stafford great. Let's call him very good. You have Stafford. 
You have Dak Prescott. You've got Trey and Kyler. In the AFC, you're going to have Aaron Rodgers going backwards. Herbert. Herbert. Burrow. Mahomes and Josh Allen. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This NFC, this NFC is going to get worked over by, if healthy, the Cardinals and also the Niners. And what's amazing about that, that's both both teams are in the NFC West. Both teams are in the NFC West. It is absolutely crazy. It is absolutely crazy that you have in the NFC West, you have literally San Francisco, AZ, You have uh, Seattle as well. Let's not forget Seattle. But then you also have the the St. Louis. Look at look how old, how old I am. You have the L.A. Rams. You have potentially the Super Bowl champs. You have a team that with Trey Lance could be the Super Bowl champs. They really could be that good. And you have a team that was the best team in the in the NFL for for eight straight games in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's not twist up. Let's not twist up how good. How good the Cardinals can be if healthy. This is insane. Insane that potentially the three best teams in the NFC are in the same division. And Seattle's still got upside, but they're clearly not there yet. The three best teams in the NFC, and I know some Cowboy fans might be upset in here, but they're in the NFC. What a tough division. I love when people say the the Cardinals division, the NFC West, is not the toughest division in football because it 100% is the toughest division in football. And this is how I feel that Trey Lance will run the NFC. That Kyler Murray at times will help him run it, but it's Trey Lance's kingdom. Trey Lance is the king of the NFC. And, and a lot of people are going to clown on me for it. But put a king crown. Put a crown on Trey Lance's head. He will be running the NFC for all quarterbacks. You can laugh at me all you want. You can say, you're crazy, Smitty. You can talk about Aaron Rodgers when I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be here. Not to mention it's one more year maybe. Trey, This is Trey Lance's NFC. And this coming from a Cardinal fan because I'm unbiased when it comes to fantasy football and actually trying to prognosticate this stuff. Trey Lance is going to run and own the NFC. He is king. King of the North. West. King of the West. (laughs) King of the NFC. The extender. The extender is king of the NFC. Wait for it. Doubt it all you want. Say what you want. I don't care. And now it's time for Deshaun Watson talk, which we, we talk a lot about, so I won't, I'll, I'll try not to beat a, a dead horse on this topic too much. But Watson, look, he is so far away from being on a field starting for a team in 2022. There is some deposition stuff that's happening this month, so we should know more. Things could quickly go in a good direction or a bad direction. I'm telling you that up front right now with the deposition stuff going uh, going uh, through this this month. So we have a lot that can change on us. But there are some pieces of news we can read. Right here, uh, general manager, uh, Texas general manager says Deshaun Watson won't play for the Texans again. Uh, more than likely won't play for the Texans again. That means that they probably do want to trade him at this point. Or, or, or it could also mean that, you know, if they can't get what they want, they're just going to keep sitting them. So everybody's got to understand that if they can't get rid of them, given that they benched him last year when they technically didn't have to, it was their decision to do it, there's a good strong chance that if they don't trade him and get what they want, which is completely possible because think about it, stop trying to think with your your will and desire to see this man in a uniform to score fantasy points and start putting on a logical cap for a second and say, if you're an NFL team, and I know people will say this, and it's, it's hilarious because it's not what I'm arguing and it doesn't even matter. Smitty, he's innocent. <laughs> like, even if he is, and I'm not saying he is or isn't, okay? Because it's some crazy allegations, but there are 20 of them. And if you read over the affidavits and all the discovery and you don't just blindly talk out your rear end and go, 
He's innocent until proven guilty. Yes, he's innocent until proven guilty in the real world, but inside the NFL is different. The NFL doesn't work like the real world, Bob. The NFL is different. You got to accept that. Whether it's right or wrong, the NFL is its own microcosm, its own little planet. And it doesn't matter what you think, Bill or Bob or me. It doesn't matter what I think, Smitty. And so you've got a guy that could have played but didn't play. Could have played but didn't play. The Texans sat him. Now, was there some kind of underhanded, like, force job on the Texans by by Goodell? Because people seem to think that the NFL doesn't have its corruption points in the NFL. Like, they have their they have their, their situations, bro. They have their situations. Like, who's to say that Goodell didn't say, you better bench him or we'll do this and this and this and this. You know what I mean? And the Texans are like, look, I, I'm already mad at him anyway. This, this owner does not like Deshaun Watson. He's out for... Okay, we're going to bench him. We bench him. We did the NFL's job for them because the exempt list no longer allows you to place a player on the exempt list for a civil situation. But what people don't understand is that there is a criminal aspect to this still brewing. And so when people run their mouth, again, more casuals that don't know the situation, because we talk about it in detail. We talk about it a lot. We talk, hold on, hot. Javier wants me to slow my roll on Trey Lance. Let's read this comment. <laughs> Dude. Hold on. Dude, slow your roll on Trey. And you said the same thing about Lamb. And look what happened. Disappointment. Javier, I'm never going to be perfect, bro. And you can, you can pinpoint things like that. And I understand it. And I take accountability that he did disappoint. But Lamb didn't bust. And Lamb still has a shot to be the guy I believe him to be. And just because Lamb had a little bit of a disappointing season doesn't relate to Trey Lance, Javier. And I'm telling you right now, you can sit back and, and watch this happen or you can be a part of it, bro, at a very low value. And that's the, the, that's the thing here. Am I asking you, Javier or Bob or anybody to invest in Trey Lance at top five value? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm telling you, Javier, the upside is so massive that if I'm wrong, you still get your value out of Trey Lance, bro. Like, no one's taking him at five overall in a fantasy football draft. No one. I'm telling you, he's going to play that way. And if I'm wrong, who cares? Because you didn't invest top five quarterback value. Javier, sit back. Get your popcorn ready. I still appreciate you, bro fist. Let's move on. And uh, we're going to have a lot of people that doubt it. And that's fine. I Look, Javier, I'm going to have breakage, okay? In business, you know, look at Pablo Escobar. Look at these, look at people that have done these, these things in massive amounts at scale. You have breakage. I'm going to have breakage. I'm going to have people that break off and don't want to follow the advice. And that's fine. I'm considering Javier breakage at this point. Javier, I hope you come back someday and you, you, you're you back under the, the show command. But it's fine. I don't mind. It's going to happen. Breakage happens, okay? People will float out away. They might have a rope, and they might pull themselves back in. I don't know. Javier, I'm rooting for you, pal. We want you back on the team, but it's okay. Float away for now. Stay tuned. Bro Fist, I still appreciate you. I still appreciate your comment and your stance, but don't use, don't use, don't use Lamb against Trey Lance. They have nothing to do with each other. Don't you, and if you're saying, well, you missed on it, Smitty, you missed on one thing that I'm calling out. I can't help you there. I'm going to miss on stuff, bro. There's injuries. There's Dak underperforming. Lamb is a great value. Lamb's going to be on my bold predictions and bounce back breakout list this year because the man still had 80 receptions, 1,100 yards, and six touchdowns. He didn't bust. He disappointed because he kept looking for the football and Dak wasn't throwing it. How many times did you see Lamb looking back at Dak like, what is going on? It's, it's fourth down now. It was third and 11. And Lamb runs his route, turns around, the ball sails over his head, and he looks over at Dak. And you know for a fact it's not Dak. It's not Lamb's fault. It's Dak's. You can look at the reactions of both of them. And Dak's like, I thought you were good. <laughs> I, I. Lamb's like, I ran the route, bro. I ran the route. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Dak's got some major issues. And, Javier, that could spill over and create another disappointing year for Lamb. I agree. I agree it's a possibility. But guess what? It is baked in, boys. It is baked in, boys. Baked, 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 baked in. 
it is baked in, boys. The value's baked in. The risk is baked in. The upside's baked in. Everything's baked in when it comes to Lamb for 2022. So don't go far, Javier. Don't go far. Don't go far at all. As for Watson, I don't know where I exactly was at. I got sidetracked by Javier. Javier, it's okay, bro fist. I still appreciate you. I think people think the casuals, they come out of the woodwork and say, Smitty, 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 you were wrong about Lamb. You're going to be wrong about Watson. <laughs> you were wrong about Lamb. You're going to be wrong about the weather. Smitty, you were wrong about Lamb. I never trusting you again, but I'm going to keep watching to see what happens next. Watson, Watson could very well, very well see a criminal investigation open up because casuals talk about it as if, well, there's no criminal investigation that's going to happen, Smitty, because nothing happened yet. Where did you hear that, Bob? Where'd you read that? What tweet did you read that made you think that a criminal investigation is a closed door, a closed avenue for this situation? Because a criminal investigation is actually hovering over Deshaun Watson. A criminal investigation is about to loom if the civil side of this doesn't settle. Watson is looking at potentially the criminal side lurking around the corner and popping back up because all of the legs of the criminal investigation stand on the civil claims. If the civil claims are wiped out through settlements, through 20 plus settlements, then there is no evidence for the criminal side in the case dissolves right before your very eyes one option for Deshaun Watson he settles all 20 cases this thing is done it's over get him back on the field he's playing football bro and everybody's clapping and excited we got Deshaun Watson back if the civil side doesn't go away the criminal side's gonna move forward at some point bro and that's when Goodell can grab him like I'm grabbing this vitamin water and set him immediately on the exempt list and say, I'll come back when I want, lock, lock it, throw the key away. I can do whatever I want as long as I want now. He's on the, a criminal investigation was opened up. Everyone thinks because there's no criminal investigation now, it's not coming. It can. It may not, but it can. And also, what team, while this is looming, you expect this to get resolved before August. It probably won't. This is a very long and lengthy process. What team is going to surrender two or three first rounders, even if we dumb it down to two first rounders in a couple seconds? What team's going to do that when you don't know if the piece you're trading for will even be on the board to use in 2022 and beyond? Or even beyond. Let's say he could get through one year delays guarantees let's say a judge came out and said i guarantee you 100 i don't know why i would do that but let's just pretend in fairy tale land i'm guaranteeing you that watson's situation can get delayed for one year and we'll talk about it next year even if you had that 100 fairy tale guarantee by a judge that it was going to go away for a year no team is still giving up two or three first rounders if it's looming for the next year. So this whole, like, maybe it gets delayed isn't going to motivate enough teams to be like, let's give up our future for a guy that may be taken off the board. He may be taken off the board. Um, so everybody needs to temper expectations. Is there a chance this man returns to football in 2022? Yes. Yeah, it, it is. And, and, and I know Tyler, uh, the league, let's see what Tyler's saying here. He's coming back this year. That's a nice prediction, Tyler. Where's your evidence? I appreciate the prediction. I'm making predictions. You're making predictions. It's a free country. You can make as many as you want, and I appreciate them. But I do want to know, what is your thinking behind it? What makes you feel like he is coming back? The league needs Deshaun Watson. The league apparently doesn't want Deshaun Watson right now with what's looming over his head, bro. The league wants nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. If it was up to Goodell, and he didn't have the the, the commissioner-exempt roadblock of being able to put somebody on with a civil-only situation going on, he would put him on the exempt list. Roger Goodell doesn't want him in the league, bro. Roger Goodell doesn't want this for his advertisers and his sponsors who are not really excited about this situation, bro. Because his own sponsors dropped him already. Right or wrong, again, I'm not saying Watson's guilty or innocent. I'm not going to say he's innocent either. I'm not going to say he's guilty. I'm not going to say he's innocent. There's a lot of these, there's 20 plus claims against him, bro. That is not a, a small amount 
and it's hard, and I know that there's a lot of, oh, this attorney's out to get him, the owner's out to get him. I get it, and that's why I leave an open-minded, like, final stance. Like, I'm not going to assume he's guilty, but I'm not going to assume he's innocent either because there are people on the other side of this, potential victims. I'm not saying it's true, but if it is true, there are potential victims, and everybody needs to look at both sides of this and say, look, until it plays out, we don't really know, but should he be hampered in between? I agree. I don't think until he's proven guilty that he should be impeded upon in terms of him playing his career. He's got a very short window of time to do what he does, to make his money, to do it. So I agree. I agree. The NFL is too harsh on these situations. The NFL does not give a player the benefit of the doubt. I'm not here to try and change the NFL because I can't. I'm telling you the NFL is wrong. The NFL is wrong for stepping on a player when things aren't even proven in a court yet and not allowing this player to move forward. Now, you could say the NFL is not really default at fault here. You could say the Texans made their own decision. The Texas Texans sat him. The NFL didn't sat him, sit him. The Texans did. So we don't really know who's to blame, to be honest. We do know the Texans have a huge role in it, 100%, because they made the ultimate decision to put Deshaun Watson on the bench last year when they didn't need to. He could have played through this. Sponsorship. Money, who knows what kind of money the Texans would have lost if they started this quarterback, given the, the ridicule they could have got, even though it was unfair because he's he's not guilty yet until proven guilty. That's the way our system works. But our system doesn't matter to the NFL because the NFL is its own world. Tyler says he wasn't suspended one game this year. The league should have did something this year. He could have played 17 games. Tyler, this is this is known, and I agree with you, but it doesn't matter because the NFL and this team will do what they want. So all I'm saying, Tyler, is your stance, and I appreciate it, Tyler. I appreciate you, but your stance is he will play. <laughs> like, he will play when the odds are, the odds are probably not, but hopefully things turn around in a positive and productive way that means that this thing is all false because... If this thing is not false, if all of this is true, that means there are victims victims involved, and that's worse than anything. And I don't want there to be victims involved. I want there to be, if there's any, if there's a, a scenario to play out, we want all the claims to be false, and that sucks for Watson because it ruined his life for uh, like practically two years, and that's horrible. But we want him to be false because then there are victims involved. That's the lesser of the two evils here. And unfortunately, what we want does not matter. The NFL and and teams will do what they want. As for the uh, coaching situations, and I don't know why I got Jimmy G highlighted here on this. I got to fix that real quickly and put uh, this highlighted here. There we go. There we go. Coaching moves. This is the last segment here. We're running out of time. We got five minutes left. Make sure you follow. If you're new, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Smash it. Smash it. Smash it like a kid. The kids are doing it. Smash the like button. Smash the subscribe button. Let's roll. Let's roll in 2022. Like the beasts of fantasy football consumers that we are. Coaches on the move. uh, NFL Network reporting that Jim Harbaugh is a finalist for the Vikings head coaching job. Now, this is a pretty good move. Harbaugh was 44-19 in four seasons with the Niners. And the Niners love Harbaugh. They talk about Harbaugh all the time. Whenever we talk about Hot Seat and Shanahan, Harbaugh always gets brought up as well. We could bring Harbaugh back to Ninerville, and Harbaugh could be good for the situation. Uh, the Vikings, I, I don't think, have the quarterback play to win a Super Bowl, but they certainly have the quarterback play mixed with Jefferson, mixed with Cook, mixed with everything that they got going on there. They definitely have the ability to be a playoff team, but I'm not going to sit here and say that they, they can win any kind of Super Bowl or even make it to a, a, a conference championship. I just don't think they're going to with Harbaugh or with, without Harbaugh. But from a fantasy football perspective, it is good uh, to see Harbaugh as a finalist. And, and the word is he's probably going to be be the guy. So that, that's good news. Um, in other news, uh, former Dolphins coach Brian Flores sued the NFL and the Giants for alleged racism um, in hiring Flores' suit includes text from the from Patriots coach Bill Belichick that said congr- uh, said congratulating him um, on getting the Giants job, mistakenly believing that the text was going to Brian. Um, do- 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 I, I don't look. 
I don't know. I don't know what, how to what how to. I don't know how to navigate this one other than to say the NFL has got a lot of a lot of problems right now. The Broncos said that the accusations directed at them in former Dolphins coach Brian Flores' Flores' lawsuit are uh, blatantly false. There's a lot of people trying to protect their reputation here. I, do I think that there was something going on here? Maybe I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Do I think it was on as grand of a scale as being painted? Probably not. But I think there's definitely some shady stuff that goes on in the NFL, and a lot of stuff gets swept under the rug. Shady from, hey, you know, Watson's career being ruined without being proven guilty in a court of law and it being a civil situation and then the team being able to decide without knowing what pressures the NFL put on the team of of benching Deshaun all year last year. So there's a lot of shadiness going on. I don't really know how to address this other than uh, Brian Flores should find a job here soon. And um, I don't know if this will put delays on it or, or what, but... I, yeah, I'm not going to say that, that this is false by any means, but I, I I will probably say that I think that there's there's something at, that's being painted here at scale that probably isn't isn't happening. But but was there a situation that could have happened maybe um, within the Giants organization? I don't know. Like in one organization, I believe that there could be something like that happening. Sure. Like I, I don't know, I don't know, but I don't know that it's like league wide across the board. You know what I'm saying? So. We'll see how this unfolds, but uh, Brian Flores being fired was crazy, like in 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 of itself, like it was it was crazy. But maybe there's more to it. I don't know. We'll we'll maybe find out as as things unfold. But good job, Bill Belichick, sending a text to the wrong person. We've all done that. We've all sent a text message to somebody, and, and maybe we rip on them or we reveal something we shouldn't. Who here has done that? I have. I have. Um, hey, that Uncle Bud was really an a hole last night at dinner. Wasn't he? He's an idiot. I don't want. To, I don't know if I want to see Uncle Bud anymore. And then I looked down and I sent it to Uncle Bud. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. It happens to the best of us, Bill. Um, I'm sure Bill. Bill's expression probably didn't even change. Here's Bill Belichick sending a text to the right person. Mm-hmm. Here's Bill Belichick sending an awful message to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> it probably didn't affect Bill. Bill probably had the same reaction. Uh, you ever watch the ballers with the rock? They do a great job showing backroom deals made behind the scenes. Yeah, the rock. And you know, when I watched, um, uh, draft day draft day, I remember thinking to myself initially draft day was, was probably not accurate. And then as I started to learn more about the back ends of the NFL more and more each and every year, especially when I started the video show and I started deep diving into coaching and, and talking to coaches and stuff like that and talking to more people, um, in interviews, I started to realize People give the NFL too much credit. People give GMs and owners too much credit. And you hear a lot of people say, like, they have people in place for this. Or um, in the case of, uh, of of Acres coming back early, a lot of people say this. This is a very common rebuttal people give me when I say Acres isn't ready. And people go, Smitty, they've got a, uh, they've got a training staff and a medical team. You don't think that they've looked into the Acres is ready or not ready? It, it's like there's so much BS that goes on behind the scenes and and political within the organization pressures and 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 so many unknowns and so many reckless player behaviors off the field and outside of the control of medical teams like Mike Thomas thinking Mike Thomas got his surgery last year don't give me that the medical staff knows exactly what's going on or that medical staffs do the right thing like puncture lungs when they're trying to inject somebody and they ruin somebody's career which entered in Herbert's career but trainers make mistakes all the time medical teams make mistakes all the time they're human beings and they're they, they get pressured and there's all kinds of of corruption going on every everywhere in the world bro so when people say like acres would wouldn't be on the field if the medical team disagreed with you smitty like give me a break give me a break Give me a break. These medical... Everybody, they're, they're all susceptible to who's above them. And there's pressures coming down everywhere. And if anybody thinks Akers wasn't warned or this, this wasn't talked about, like, I don't like him going out and playing six months recovered from an Achilles tear. Let's not do this. If anybody thinks that conversation didn't happen, they're crazy. The NFL is 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 definitely different than I think people think behind the scenes. There's a lot of political pressures. Um, let's see here. 
I think we're done for the day. That should do it. Your man Smitty appreciates you being here. Hit subscribe. And as always, we have uh, 35 people left. Uh, 50 kind of pops back and forth between all the different platforms too. Um, if you're on Twitter, appreciate you. If you're on YouTube, uh, the 30 or 40 of you on YouTube right now still in here. I appreciate you. And everybody else on LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn too. Appreciate you. And Tweeter on Tweeterville. Thank you for watching. Subscribe if you're new. Like down below and uh, comment because I should have at least 40 to 50 comments when this video ends and I will respond to everyone. Oh, we didn't get to voicemails today. We got to get to voicemails real quickly. We'll get to some of them. Guys, if I didn't play your voicemail, I will play it tomorrow. Hey, Smitty. Um, I know he's a big name, but I don't think I hear people talk about his inconsistency. It's going to be Tyreek Hill. Where do you have him landing and how do you feel about him? For me, it's either he drops like a 30-point game or he drops a four-point game. That's just Oh, uh, this is an old one. I'm sorry about that. Hey, what's going on, Smitty? Hope all is going well. It's Tariq here. Tariq! What's the Bucks 2022 outlook going to be with the official retirement of the GOAT Tom Brady today? How's Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans' staff fantasy value going to look like for going into 2022? Thank you so much. Tanking, Tariq. Tanking. I'm not touching any of them. I was already worried about Mike Evans staying healthy, and Fournette's already a, a question. Like people are, people have talked about first end of the first round and top of the second sometimes. Like I know most people don't, but you get that question. Like, hey, is Fournette a first rounder? Like, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your, now? It's tanking. Everybody's gonna tank, bro. Hey, Smitty, one other question: Where do you think the Bucks are gonna go towards finding a quarterback via trade, free agency, the draft? Or what are your thoughts on possibly A-Rod, Jimmy G, someone else to those caliber quarterbacks, or maybe Russell Wilson going to the Bucks in 2022? I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Like, A-Rod to the Bucks was a funny joke that we had on the show a while ago. But early word is that they're probably not heading that direction. Early word is, is it may be a rebuilding time. And, and that could have helped Tom Brady in his decision-making, knowing what direction they were wanting to go potentially, too. Like, we don't know, but Trask, or what's his name, Trask? And Mike White would be great, Kenny. He'd be, he'd be cheap. Hey, Smitty. In Dynasty, I'm just wondering when you're taking Javante Williams in comparison to the top wideouts. I'm taking him the top five overall. I'm, I, Jamar Chase, Jefferson, Javante. That's my Dynasty rank. So, JT, uh, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase... Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams. That would probably be my top five overall in Dynasty. Smitty, what are your thoughts on Devontae Adams this coming year with Rodgers leaving for the AFC possibly? Uh, I was hanging up or hanging out on Sleeper U and you have him number six. Is that with or without Rodgers? Um, it's kind of a mixed average right now because we don't know for sure what's going on. But he could drop out of the top seven wide receivers for me in Dynasty if A-Rod's not there. And I don't expect A-Rod to be there. Um, so definitely a, a bad situation uh, for, for Adams if he gets tagged. Now, Adams could not get tagged. Maybe the Packers say, hey, we're trading A-Rod and we're going to save our money and use the money differently and not tag Adams. Because if they can't win now, they might not worry about tagging Adams. Or there could be some kind of potential trade, I suppose. But... Um, it, it feels like total rebuild mode, and I don't know that Adams would be a part of a rebuild either if A-Rod's not a part of it. So it's possible he doesn't get tagged. It is very, very possible. A-Rod and Adams can be together wherever they go. Um, that could be a situation too. But if Adams... So that's why I have Adams not outside the top seven or whatever. I have him lingering right around that, that uncomfortable zone that Adams doesn't feel like he belongs because he's so good. But if Adams isn't tagged which is still a possibility, Adams's value could still be top three or four or five overall for wide receivers. He could still be a top eight overall pick, but he also could get tagged and be very devalued. So it's kind of like a, a mixed bag right now. I've kind of like an average going because I don't want to degrade his value too much because he could maybe walk or I don't want to put him too high because he could get tagged. Hey, Smitty, I'm trying to acquire Lance in my dynasty league. A pretty bleak quarterback. Um, what kind of package should I put together to acquire him? I don't want to pay too much, but I also kind of want to make sure I get him before someone else does. Um, a couple players I have.
Corey Stevenson, Damian Harris, Jacoby Myers, um, and also like how much uh, draft capital would he be worth? A first rounder this year or a first rounder next year? Two first rounders? Just trying to get an idea um, how to go into this. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Um, I, you know, honestly, I think we talked about this in a text message on the text line, and I think I said do a trade, and I don't know if you did it, and it got pulled. I think I remember. Like, the honest truth is you're not going to want to hear it, but now is not, I mean, now is still the time to try and trade for him. His value is only going to go up, but the time to trade for him was before that game, you know, and that's why I said acquire him, acquire him, acquire him. Go get Trey Lance while people think maybe Jimmy G is going to start 2022. That that threat of maybe, even though it was small, even though we logically knew that, that Jimmy was gone, because Shanahan didn't do it all year, there was still a threat. And nobody wanted to buy a guy like Trey Lance with that threat of, well, what if he's worthless in 2022 again? Because, you know, if the Niners win the Super Bowl, they're going to keep Jimmy and it's going to be messy. So now is not the worst time, but it got he got double the, the price, you know. Um, double the cost now, uh, so like it's tough. Waiting for him was not was not probably the move, but I don't think you're giving up like a Tyreek. He can't do that. You gotta almost like uh, I'll t- we'll try. Well, let's take this offline and talk on on the text line because I know you're on the text line. This man is on the text line. Go to sleeperu.com and order a lifetime membership and get two years of text advice on the top level plan. Sleeperu.com. Sleeperu like a university. Sleeperu.com. Um, but this is too long to go through all that, but it's a great question, and I like that you asked it. Um, but in general, Trey Lance, is, he got a whole lot more expensive. And if you own him, it, like, think about it from this perspective, bro. You own Trey Lance, you've been waiting, and you've been weathering through it, and you've been disappointed all year. Like, if you're a Trey Lance owner, you thought you were going to use him this year. You didn't. You're disappointed as all heck, man. You're like, I, I, I'm upset. I'm frustrated. You just found out Jimmy G's probably gone. And now Trey Lance is going to get his shot. Like, if you own Trey Lance, you're probably not trading him at this point. It's just going to be harder to get him. Even if you overpay, people probably are like, no. Like, I know why you're inquiring about Trey Lance now. It's because it's Trey Lance season about to rip off. So it's going to be hard. But we'll talk about it. We'll try and get you a trade worked out. Hey, Smitty. What's your thoughts on Keenan Allen with Mike Williams possibly leaving, going into the free agency? Uh, I don't know if it changes too much. I mean, like, Mike Williams had a good start, but then he struggled all year. So it's not like he held back. Uh, if anything, you don't like to see potential weapons removed from a situation because now people can key on Keenan Allen. He is getting older. Who knows how many elite years he has left. It could be no more. You know, it could be it could be uh, uh, Josh, uh, what's his name? Josh, uh, the rookie, Palmer, jo- Jordan, Josh Palmer, Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer could rise up and become a stud. You know, uh, uh, Guyton, I like Guyton a lot, but he's probably not a, an elite guy, but he's good. Um, Keenan Allen probably has one more good year left, and then we start taking it year by year. Uh, but, you know, I, I like Mike Williams a lot. I think Mike Williams is a good player. Um, he's very inconsistent. He's hard to trust. I think he lands in a good spot. Um, but the 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 Chargers would be smart to bring in a big name. You know, like we, we saw the uh, Devontae Adams talking here in the chat. Like, Devontae Adams would be a great a great fit. Like, you put, you give Herbert a weapon like that, I can't even, I, I would lose it. I would lose it, but the Chargers need to do it. The thing about the Chargers is they fell very short, very disappointing finish to the year. Here they were at, in a position to maybe be the division winner. Some were saying, you know, in midseason division winner potential. KC was crumbling at one point during the season, whereas, like, KC was looking bad. People were ripping on Mahomes. Um, and the Chargers were thought to, like, rise up, right? Disappointment. Didn't make the playoffs. They've got to make a move. They know that. They're going to be aggressive, in my opinion, at the wide receiver position to give Herbert the weapons he needs to be Burrow. Everyone's watching quarterbacks right now. You've got Burrow. You've got Josh Allen. You've got Trey Lance about to rock. You've got a quarterback focus right now in the NFL. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks win championships, not defenses, in people's minds right this very second. Okay? And you're thinking to yourself, we've got one of those guys. We've got a top four guy in Herbert. Let's get him a weapon. If I'm if I'm the Chargers, that's what I'm thinking. Now, are they going to screw the pooch and not do it? Maybe. But if they're smart, they will get a huge weapon. They won't bring in a potentially washed out 
Allen Robinson. They'll make a big impact trade. They'll try and get Adams on roster. They'll try and do something impactful that will not be a Mike Williams replacement, but be a massively good addition of like a beast mode move is what they need to do. Okay, guys, if you want to be a part of that text line, I've got a, a, a text line where people have quick access to me. They ask me questions and, and I go through them. Um, please ask me a question uh, or please send me a text uh, uh, a message on IG and say text line in the as the first uh, words and I will put you in t- the text line. We're going to have like 30 people in this group to where you can ask me question after question like that and we can roll through it. Not that I won't get to other people's DM questions on, on Instagram, but it makes it a little easier to flow through them. Appreciate all of you. Comment below. I want to see at least 50 comments when I'm done and hit finish here because I'll answer every one of them if you ask within the next 12 to 24 hours. Appreciate you all. Later.